More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bidenomics was an idea that the White House came up with a couple of years ago to sell you how great the economy was, even when it actually wasn't really that good. And then they tried to use it to tell you how amazing it was that they saved the economy after COVID, when in reality, they're the reason why so many people were laid off. Don't worry, the media was going to give them coverage. But the problem now is many Americans are hurting like never before. And we're now seeing that Bidenomics is, is not only a phrase the White House is not using and Democrats are not using anymore, but the American people are sick and tired of going backwards and moving to paycheck to paycheck mentality all over again. This on top of the new shocking numbers that have come out when it comes to the cost of living with home ownership. The average monthly mortgage payment has exploded to $3,322 in Biden's America. Yes, this is coming from the Wall Street Journal. That $3,322 is nearly double the average monthly mortgage payment Now, when former President Trump left office, the average monthly mortgage payment in this country was $1,787. The number is now $3,322. Another way of putting it from the Wall Street Journal's analysis of the housing market is the average monthly new home payment when Biden took office was $1,787. Now that average monthly new home payment, 3322 How is Bidenomics working for you? This, after another article came out, said the math for buying a home no longer works. These charts are showing why. What does it say and what does it take to buy a home in the U.S.? A lot more than it did before the Federal Reserve raised interest rates trying to get inflation under control. Home ownership, the Wall Street Journal writes, has become a pipe dream for more Americans, even those who could afford to buy just a few years ago. Many would-be buyers were already feeling stretched thin by home prices that shot quickly higher in the pandemic, but at least mortgage rates were low. Now, 
They are high, and many people are just, quote, giving up. Now, when you have articles that are writing about Americans, quote, just giving up, you know that Bidenomics is not working. Now, let's remember uh, who these people are that we're looking at, that are trying to get into the housing market. This is also another point that must be uh, a, a point that needs to be told by Republican candidates, whether that is Donald Trump or anybody running for governor or Senate or in the House level, they need to be talking about this. It's young people. And where did Joe Biden find votes last time? And the Democratic Party continues to find young people, right? It's young people. That's where they keep winning these elections. When they get young people to show up and vote for them, they're winning. And that's exactly why we need to tell the story. Because the people who are looking to enter the housing market are not old people. They are young people. And who do young people vote for? Overwhelmingly, statistically, Democrats. So we must look at them and explain to them that if you're losing the ability to, to buy a home and that home dream is now out of, out of touch with the reality of where you are and your paycheck, then we need to tell them this. Let me read you this from the Wall Street Journal. Quote, it is now less affordable than any time in recent history to buy a home. And the math isn't changing anytime soon. Home prices aren't expected to go back to pre-pandemic levels. The Federal Reserve, which started raising rates aggressively early last year to curb inflation, hasn't shown much interest in cutting them. Mortgage rates slipped to about 7% last week, the lowest in several months. But they are still more than double what they were just two years ago. And why did the rates come down a little bit? Part of it's because home ownership, people are walking away. There's not as much demand right now for those mortgages. Now, look, is this good news? Well, it's good news for people that bought houses several years ago, right? As the one author wrote, this is good news for me. The wife and I purchased our home in 97. Afterwards, we worked hard and saved harder to pay it off by 2003. Ever since, we've been saving our money for retirement. And now that we are of a certain age where it's no longer wise to try to hide or try to ride out the stock market downturns, we have taken advantage of these gloriously high interest rates Democrats voted for. Our money is now nice and safe and snug in an interest-bearing account, working its butt off for us, thinks... To the unhoused Zoomers. Oh, but you can't buy a home because you voted for Democrats? Cry more, the author says. These obnoxiously high mortgage rates and mortgage payments are not only due to the Biden inflation caused by his lunatic government spending. There are other factors. For those of you who voted Democrat and are currently Pissing away all your money on rent because you can't afford a home. Riddle me this. What happens to the housing market when a president throws open our southern border to millions and millions of illegal aliens who need a place to live? Think hard now, the author writes. Could it be that when you have a finite amount of something people want and then flood the country with millions more people who want it? Yes, that's right, dummies. The cost of that something people want explodes. And that something people want becomes, well scarce and now you want it and you can't get it because you're a dummy the second factor the author writes and i love this is this democrats hate single family homes this is why they use climate change to justify blocking the construction of new homes democrats want us all packed in cities with massive government housing complexes by the way they make no secret of this 
And finally, the final factor is this. This is all by design, dummies. Democrats know lunatic government spending creates lunatic inflation and that lunatic inflation destroys purchasing power and creates high interest rates that make it impossible for the middle class to purchase a home. Democrats also know that when you flood a country already dealing with a housing crisis caused by enviro lies with millions of illegals, housing costs explode. Democrats don't want you to own anything, especially a house. The mantra is you'll own nothing and be happy. This also means you will never accrue wealth because the middle and working class can only accrue wealth through home ownership. And when I say wealth, I don't mean rich. Believe me. As hard and smart as my wife and I have worked, no one would consider us rich, but we do have a nest egg for retirement that will make us more comfortable than Social Security. Now, the author says by design, this is right. The Democratic Party and their pals are all looking at this as, hey, the weaker you are, the more likely you are to be dependent on them. And the more dependent that you are on them, the more control the Democrats can have over your life. Just think about that for a moment and look at where we are. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough. 
that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? It look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about the poll numbers real quick that deal with Joe Biden. There was a new CNN poll that has come out, and I'm going to let you hear how they described it. This new poll has Trump leading Joe Biden in two very important presidential states when you're looking at electoral math, Michigan and Georgia. Why? Because the majority of respondents are holding negative views of the current president of the United States of America, and it specifically revolves around the economy. Take a listen to this. And again, this is actually on CNN. Trump goes into this with 91 charges against him. And I wonder if the criminal cases, particularly against him, are having any effect on this campaign as the courtroom calendar really collides with the campaign calendar. By the way, I love how CNN there is is basically saying, hey, we want to remind you that Donald Trump's under uh, under indictment and he's on these criminal charges against him and he's the worst person in the world. Right. That's how they're going to prefix the conversation that they're about to tell you, which is really bad polling for the sitting president of the United States of America, Joe Biden, because these communists at CNN, they got to do their job. So they they prefix it with what you just heard, and then they tell you the real meat and potatoes, which is, by the way, America doesn't care about these charges against Donald Trump. They know they're crap, number one. And number two, they're really upset that they're now living paycheck to paycheck again under a guy by the name of Joe Biden, something they didn't have to do when Donald Trump was president. Absolutely, Poppy. And in one of these states, Georgia, we know the Fulton County case is playing out uh, on a daily basis. We asked folks in Georgia, just overall, do you approve or disapprove of the decision to criminally charge Donald Trump in Fulton County? A majority of Georgia voters, 52 percent approve of the charges, 47 percent disapprove. Look at that by party, though. Obviously, 91 percent of Democrats approve the charges. A majority of independents, 52 percent, that's pretty key, and only 11 percent of Republicans. We also in Georgia asked if true the charges against Donald Trump regarding efforts to overturn the 2020 election, does that disqualify him for the presidency? 47 percent of Georgia voters say it does disqualify. Another 14 percent says it casts doubt on his fitness for the job. 39 percent say they're not relevant to his fitness for office. And again, look at that by party. And you'll see here, 82 uh, percent of Democrats in Georgia say he'll be disqualified if the charges are true. 48 percent of independents, only 9 percent of Republicans in Georgia say if indeed it's true that he overturned the 2020 election, is that a disqualifying factor in Michigan? We see something similar. 46% of Michigan voters say, if true, that's disqualifying. Another 14% cast doubt on fitness for the job. 39% aren't relative, uh, aren't uh, at all related to his fitness for office. 86% of Democrats think he should be disqualified in Michigan if proven true. 44% of independents and only 10% of Republicans. Now, you listen to what was just said there, and, and what they're telling you is two things. Number one, The majority of people that are going to vote for Donald Trump and the majority of people in this country that that are looking at this, they think the charges against Trump are crap, so they're not worried about it, okay? Number two, they're more concerned about their life 
right now and what's happening right now because of Bidenomics and the disaster that it actually is. So, so, so don't forget that. It is the economy stupid, which brings me back to one of the big lies that's actually being told right now when it comes to the economy. And the White House has been saying this over and over again. And what I'm about to tell you, you need to really use this to your advantage. You need to tell people about this, okay? It's really, really, really important that people understand what, what I'm about to explain to you and why it's so important and why it matters. Uh, and, and that is... The White House is trying to claim now, look, we're creating jobs at a level that you've never seen before. We're creating jobs and and, and still creating jobs in a tough economy. And you guys should be really thankful that we're doing it. And we are we are this economy is not doing bad and job growth is great and everything's wonderful. Right. That's the narrative. The problem is the devil in the details. The majority of the job creation that's happening right now is being created through government jobs, not the private sector. Well, the government is spending money on these jobs and and spending tax dollars that they don't have. And what that means is they're then having to borrow the money. Okay, they're having to actually borrow the cash. Now, think about that. They're borrowing cash, folks, to hire people and put people in jobs that we can't afford so they can then say but you don't understand look at what we're doing we're doing a great job we're hiring people and actually everything is great in our economy right now which is total insanity it's total insanity that we're hiring people to artificially bump up these numbers you don't believe me listen to this report on Fox News. Back with brand new polling out of the Wall Street Journal showing Donald Trump leading Biden across voters' top issues. And the economy, no exception, with Trump ahead by nearly 20 points. But the White House claims the latest jobs report shows Joe Biden is following through and cleaning up the economy. Well, here to react, former White House economic advisor Stephen Moore. Stephen, great to see you as always. So, this jobs report, the, gov- the White House is trying to spin it as a real good thing. What do you make of it? Well, hey, good morning, Pete. Good Great morning. to be with you. Um, first of all, I mean, look, the, the job situation is still pretty good in this country, no doubt about it. There are more jobs than people looking for work. So that's the good news of the story. But then you look, Pete, uh, I did an examination of where the jobs are being created, and this is the not-so-good news. Uh, the number one uh, producer of jobs this year. You know what sector of the economy it's been? Government. <laughs> government has been the biggest employer. Pete, we're running a $2 trillion deficit. We want the government to getting smaller so we can start paying our bills. By the way, the other two sectors where we see big job growth are healthcare and education, which are both kind of com- com- uh, uh, government tangentially of government, government yeah. finances those. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so is that because of the saying- so-called Inflation Reduction Act and all these government acts have led to these jobs? Of course. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if you look at what's happened since Joe Biden came into office, we've we've uh, spent and borrowed six trillion dollars over what we normally spend. So all the money is flowing through government. And my point is, Pete, we want the private sector. Look what's happened with manufacturing. Look, look at what's happening with mining. Look what's happening with construction. You know, the kinds of jobs we want to be creating. 
those have been flat, Pete. It's government yeah. is dictating more of our economy. I'm a free market guy, Pete. I want to see our industries growing, not Washington, D.C. And this is an example, by the way, you know, when you ask people in Washington, how's the economy? They say, oh, it's great. When you go to yeah. Main Street America, they're not they're not feeling the love. That's such a great point. So if you add up the rebound from COVID, which, of course, Biden wants to take credit for right. and add that to the government jobs, it shows you how devastating the reality of actual private economic growth is in this country. And that's why the numbers at the national level are so divorced from the spin the White House has given us. Let me get to one more topic with you. By, by, by the way, you, you notice the end there. Biden is touting record number of jobs, despite the bulk of them being government jobs. So he's just lying to you. And, and you can only lie to the American people for so long before they figure it out because at the end of the day, their bills are still due. Their bills are still due and their bills must still be paid. And so you can tell them things are good, but they, they know things are not good. Go to the grocery store. Go shopping for basic necessities. Go out and try to buy a house. Go out and pay your basic bills or insurance. Everything has skyrocketed. And the American people are now waking up to it. And they're remembering, by the way, maybe mean tweets from Donald Trump was totally worth it when you have the lowest unemployment rate in history for minorities, for African-Americans, Asian-Americans, for single moms. Maybe having uh, interest rates on houses in the 2 to 3% was, was an incredible gift from a president. I mean, I, I laugh because I saw that shirt. It says, I miss waking up in the morning reading mean tweets and having a 2.5% a, a interest rate on my 30-year mortgage. There's some truth to that. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. 
On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Warren Buffett is now ringing the alarm bells over the economy, selling $28.7 billion in stocks is now ringing a massive alarm bell to Wall Street. Warren Buffett, and, and this is, again, I want just so you know the facts here. Hit Warren Buffett's firm, Berkshire Hathaway, sold a net $8 billion of stock between April and June alone of this year, as we saw inflation. That was a move that suggested the U.S. economy is now the, uh, the, the problems it was in, despite the White House saying Bidenomics was working and slowing inflation. Well, that wasn't all that Warren Buffett actually did. We now know that according to Berkshire Hathaway's second quarter earnings release early this month, the company sold close to $13 billion worth of shares and bought less than $5 billion. Now, the fact that Buffett's company also shows a vast array of businesses in many different industries tells you it is the economy, right? Because when they move to sell something of this magnitude, this is a sign for the entire U.S. economy because they have a very diversified portfolio. And what they're saying now is they're getting rid of a bunch of stuff. Uh, as a result of its stock sales in the second quarter, Berkshire Hathaway uh, fattened its cash pile by 13%. They now have $147 billion cash on hand between April and June as they're saying, give me my money back, I don't want to be in this market. The money supply is fuel for the economy and has been, well, contracting all year long. Now, a rate of contraction is 3.6%, something that we haven't seen in this country since 1938. And following significant changes in the money supply, the economy changes and the economic changes with a lag uh, of, of 6, 18 months are now saying that the economy is basically running on fumes and a 2024 recession is inevitable. Who said it? Professor Hank. At John Hopkins University said that to Newsweek, talking about our 2024 economy, it is inevitable it will be a recession because there isn't money out there to grab. Now, as Buffett is considered one of the greatest investors of all time and something of an oracle when it comes to financial markets, his moves and his decisions are closely observed and analyzed by industry leaders. You can understand why. This is why they're doing it right now. This is why people are going, oh, my gosh, because it's all adding up now that Bidenomics is a complete and utter failure. Which brings me to another point that I want to make about how nervous this White House is about Joe Biden. 
But first, I want to tell you about a company that I really want you to check out. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say the only one, I mean it. They're the only one. They make a huge difference every time that you pay your bill because they actually give back to conservative causes and organizations to help you stand up for what you believe in. While you're paying a bill, you're going to have anyways. This is the part that I love about Patriot Mobile. They're making a difference every time you pay your bill, every time you make a phone call, every time that you send a text message. Patriot Mobile actually gives money back to protect First and Second Amendment rights, to protect the lives of unborn children. And that's what they're doing right now as they celebrate their 10th anniversary. If you switch right now to Patriot Mobile, they are going to give a donation to help protect life and to help mothers choose life to an organization that does everything they can to protect the lives of unborn children. Then every month when you pay your bill, they're going to continue to support the causes that I just mentioned. And this is exactly why you need to make the switch. If you're tired of woke companies, switch your cell phone to Patriot Mobile. Whether you are a business, a small business, or just a family, you can switch and they make switching easy. They have a 100% U.S.-based call center, making switching extremely easy. You're going to get nationwide coverage, unlimited talk and text, and usually save real money on your bill. 972-PATRIOT. It's 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Or go online to patriotmobile.com slash Ben. That's patriotmobile.com slash Ben or 972-PATRIOT. We have now found out that Joe Biden has called and asked for help from the Clintons. He has enlisted a election denier in the name of Hillary Clinton for the 2024 campaign. President Joe Biden over the weekend enlisted election denier Hillary Clinton in his re-election campaign to build infrastructure, raise money, and mobilize voters. Some are wondering if she's actually running for president again or maybe even for vice president, getting rid of Kamala Harris. Biden's eagerness to enlist Clinton signals his desperation to combat his historically low approval ratings. Hillary Clinton, who is not once but twice a failed presidential candidate, is a longtime election denier. Remember, Democrats say that that's Donald Trump. No, 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 no. Let me remind you of Hillary Clinton. In 2016, Hillary Clinton claimed the Supreme Court took away a presidency in Bush v. Gore. In 2017, Hillary Clinton uh, alleged she would not, quote, rule out questioning the legitimacy of the 2016 election. 2020, she claimed the 2016 presidential election was not conducted legitimately, saying, quote, we still don't really know what happened. And in 2020, again, she claimed Stacey Abrams would have won Georgia's gubernatorial race if she had a fair election and that Stacey Abrams should be governor, but was deprived of the votes she otherwise would have gotten. Yeah, that's just another example of the lie put out by the left. Now, people close to Hillary Clinton anticipate she'll be on a tireless campaign regimen for the Biden campaign, rallying Democratic voters by laying out the stakes and explaining why a Trump victory could subvert America's democratic norms, NBC News is now reporting. She is also well-positioned to caution voters that if they support a third-party candidate, they may cut into Biden's margin and flip the election to Trump. 
Democratic strategists say that the Clinton's role is only expected to grow in the new year, but for now, she is filling a space that is at a later point in the campaign season. Former President Barack Obama will also, they say, now join in. 538 polling shows Biden is the least popular president in modern U.S. history with a negative 18% approval rating. In turn, many Democrats asked Biden not to run for re-election, but he's doing it anyway. Quote, if Trump wasn't running, I'm not sure I'd be running. That's the new quote from Joe Biden that he told donors last week, adding that Democrats cannot let Trump win. It also sounds like he's running for election to then give up the seat to somebody else. Quote, would you be running if Trump wasn't running? A reporter asked Biden after the event. Biden replied, I expect so. But he is running, and I just, I have to run. Now, you put all this together right now, and it makes it very clear. There's two things happening. One, the Democrats are not convinced that Joe Biden is actually their candidate. And two, they're placing people around him so that if he does have to drop out of the race or change things up at the last moment, the Democratic convention that Democratic voters would be okay with it because they would already be seeing these people they're talking about replacing him with. Gavin Newsom, obviously, is on that list. Hillary Clinton, I think, now is on that list. In fact, Michelle Obama is probably on the list as well, which concerns me about all of these things. Now, one last thing I just want to get on your radar screen, and I don't know what's going to happen from this, but I do want you to know. We talked about the Harvard and MIT and University of Penn presidents and their anti-Semitism in yesterday's show. If you missed it, go back and listen to the podcast, uh, and it'll get you up to date on the corruption and the, and the anti-Semitism on college campuses. But Harvard's president now, President Gay, her Ph.D. dissertation we're now she's now being accused of basically violating the school's plagiarism standards. Conservative activists and CRT expert Christopher Rufo has combined forces with journalist Christopher Burnett to raise troubling questions of potential plagiarism around the embattled Harvard president Claudine Gay's PhD dissertation. As dean and then president, Gay has been accused of bullying colleagues, suppressing free speech, overseeing a racist administration program, and most recently failing to stand up to unabashed anti-Semitism on campus in the wake of the October 7th Hamas terror attack against Israel. Now, yet another concern, plagiarism. New College of Florida board member Christopher Rufo, who has obtained documents showcasing sections of Gay's dissertation which Rufo and journalist Christopher Burnett say would violate Harvard's own stated policies on academic integrity. They say that her dissertation, Taking Charge, Black Electoral Success and the Redefinition of American Policies, which deals with white-black political representation and racial attitudes, was published in 1997 and was part of Gay's Doctorate in Political Science from Harvard. But, as elevated under the university's plagiarism policy, the paper contains at least three problematic patterns of usage and citation. The new College of Florida board members say Gay lifts an entire paragraph nearly verbatim from Lawrence Bobo and Franklin Gillum's paper, Race, Sociopolitical Participation, and Black Empowerment, 
while passing it off as her own paraphrase and language. Oops. There's other things that apparently are in violation of Harvard's policy throughout the document. Again, using work from Bobo and Gillum, as well as passages from Richard Shingles, Susan Howe, and Deborah Fagan, which she reproduces nearly verbatim without quotation marks, acting like it is her own work. Will Harvard hold her accountable for this? We'll have to wait and see. Don't forget, share this podcast with your family and friends. Share it on social media. Please hit that follow button if you're listening on Apple iTunes or subscribe or auto-download, depending on what you're listening on, what platform. But make sure you follow us, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.